from his studios in New York. It's time for Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, where sports meets life. Here's your host, Dan Tortora. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash DT. Those are your live internet radio streaming feeds, and you're also with us here on Facebook Live, Facebook.com backslash DT. We are on the line with the commissioner of the American Athletic Conference, Mike Resco. He has been with us for the better part of probably almost seven years now, uh, since before the conference even had a logo and a name, we have been talking with Mike Oresco as the old Big East had dissolved into the new American Athletic Conference. And it's hard to believe that we're almost to a decade mark, just a few years away from that. And, and Mike has been uh, not only a, a fantastic guest here on the show, but a tremendous person in my life and has always made his time available. And it's one thing to be somebody who knows their sports and knows what they're doing in that respect, but it's another thing to be a caring person and somebody who you really honestly believe would, you know, would, would jump over a wall to, uh, to make sure things are done the right way. And so we appreciate people like Mike. I do uh, not just when crisis hits, but all the time. And I'm happy to have him back on the show. And with that being said, let's bring him in. Mike, how are we doing today? Well, thank you, uh, Dan. Doing well, and hope you are. Hope you're staying healthy and uh, your family. Uh, and thanks for the kind words. Uh, you know, again, uh, we're all just doing what we can right now. And uh, it's uncharted territory for us all. But uh, we hope uh, you and everyone in your community are doing as well as can be expected. No, and I and I, I appreciate that very much. So you know, I, we are doing what we can, obviously, uh, like the rest of the world is. And yeah, I wanted to, you know, the for for you, the old Big East, uh, the headquarters were in Providence, Rhode Island. When you became the American Athletic Conference, you stayed in Providence, Rhode Island, and you obviously are supposed to be uh, making that move down to the state of Texas. What has all of this done in in affecting that? Does it push it back? Does it does it change that? I mean, with with people not being, you know, really traveling that much within their own state, let alone from state to state, what does that do for the American Athletic Conference and the future of the headquarters? Well, I guess I guess the short answer, Dan, would be we don't know. Uh, on the other hand, uh, work is continuing on our space down in Texas. Uh, they they are allowing work, and uh, we, we we thought it would be closed down initially. Uh, but apparently work is progressing. Uh, they're, they're doing social distancing with the work. And, uh, our, our space, our build out, the floor that we're on in, in the new building in Dallas is, uh, you know, is still on, on schedule. Now, whether it remains on schedule, of course, is, is anyone's guess. Uh, in terms of the move itself, it's planned for mid-June. Uh, if, if there's movement between states and you hope by then there is, we would we would move all our furniture either into the office, and if it's not ready yet, if there have been delays, uh, if the coronavirus situation you know escalates or causes problems, uh, we would we would probably just put that uh, furniture in a warehouse, and people would continue to work remotely. You know, our staff is working remotely now. Our office is effectively closed. Uh, if someone has an urgent matter where they need to go in and get papers or do something that they can go in, you know, Providence, Rhode Island hasn't been, you know, locked down, so to speak, but we, 
uh, we don't want anyone in the office now. Everybody's working, you know, remotely from home. And so consequently, we don't know what the movement will be. But if, if we can move, then we'll, we'll effectively be in Dallas, even though we may or may not be in our space. Um, you know, we, uh, we have a lease that expires July 1. Obviously, if you stay beyond that, you know, I want to get into the weeds here, but you know, you end up paying a penalty and we just assume, you know, make the move. But, but again, it's all going to depend on circumstances. We may not be able to do that. Uh, it may be that, that we stay on a, a while longer. Again, you know, anyone who can predict the future is, is, uh, you know, a prophet. And I don't know we have any prophets among us. I think that, uh, in the end, uh, anyone who says this is going to happen or that's going to happen, uh, you know, you, you just can't take that seriously right now because we just don't know. You know, there's an old Louis Tiant, and of course, you know, fans in New England remember him from, you know, his days as a Red Sox pitcher. There was a very unusual outcome of a baseball game once, very, very unusual, and he was asked about it. And he said, well, in baseball, you don't know nothing. And and that's sort of what we have here. We don't know what's going to happen. We just do not know. Yeah, you know, and, and that's and that's something of, like you said, you know, it's it's uncharted territory. It's It's just the not knowing of, you know, what the next move is going to be, what should it be, where can we go, what can we do, uh, how can we, you know, how can we best attack this. What have you learned, you know, from – your your station as commissioner of the American Athletic Conference, and obviously, you know, overseeing many people and, and being connected to so many. You're connected to the institutions. You have you're obviously the office of the commissioner. You you have the the headquarters for the conference itself. What have you learned from being in this seat, uh, an unprecedented seat? What has it taught you as a leader, and and maybe how you've learned to navigate what's going on right now. Well, Dan, I guess uh, you um, you know you have to make decisions, and you have to do to make those decisions with the best information available. And this has been a very fluid situation, as you know. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, we had some tough decisions to make. We were heading down to Fort Worth, and uh, we found out that the NCAA had determined that there wouldn't be any fans at, at their uh, championships. Uh, we then made that decision out of a, an abundance of caution at the time. Uh, we had all sorts of uh, protocols in place because the one thing, Dan, health and safety has been the primary and the only consideration, really. Uh, we didn't discuss finances. Now we're going to have to pick up the pieces and go through the financial implications. But everything we do still, and we'll right to the end, will have to do with health and safety first. And this is a health crisis. You know, it, it, it does have financial implications, but it's really you know, the health and safety of your uh, employees, of, of the community, fans, coaches, uh, you know, obviously our student athletes, of course, uh, you know, and uh, staff, event staff, all those things come into play. And we had some tough decisions to make, and we were in, you know, again, we could say uncharted territory, but we also were working, you know, a bit blind because we, we, we weren't sure what, you know, we, we, the information was, you know, changing rapidly. And uh, once, um, you know, so we had decided to start the tournament with no fans. We made that decision. Then we uh, found out that uh, the fellow, I think it was Rudy Gobert, right, the fellow from Utah Jazz tested positive that night. We knew that the next morning we'd have some tough decisions to make, and we met. It turns out our ADs were in, in Fort Worth, 
so we, we gathered uh, several of our prominent ADs. Uh, the meeting was scheduled for a bit later, so our, not all ADs were there yet, but I was able to also reach our, our board chair, our presidential board chair and, and vice chair and, and key leaders on our board. And I, my instinct right away was we're going to have to cancel this tournament. There's no way we want to put our student athletes uh, at risk. And, you know, again, leadership means making decisions. And it was at the time, uh, you know, it was not an easy decision. It was an easy decision from one standpoint. We felt confident that it was the right decision, and that was the only thing that mattered. We didn't care what anybody else was going to do. But we also knew that if, let's say, the, the so-called P5, if they decided to play and we were the only ones who didn't, we would we would be subject to a lot of questions and, and uh, did we make the right decision? Did we overreact? And that morning we'd heard the ACC had said they were planning to go ahead, but we knew they were reconsidering. We had you know, been in touch with, you know, several of those conferences, so we knew they were weighing the same issues we were. But we ended up, I didn't realize it at the time, we ended up being the first to cancel because we just felt it was the right decision. And the only thing that mattered was to be proactive relative to the health and safety of our players uh, and coaches, staff, event staff, uh, team staff, everybody, everybody. And uh, we felt that uh, we could not defend the decision to play. You know, it just it just didn't make sense. It wasn't worth it. The risk was, was too great. We felt that if, if somebody later tested positive or later had symptoms that, you know, you, you, you would have put a lot of people in, in harm's way. You've had entire teams. Uh, there were just all sorts of ramifications. We, the only thing we talked about was health and safety. You know, uh, somebody might have made a, you know, an aside about, well, this is going to, you know, it's going to, I wonder what that's going to do if, if the tournament's played. We didn't care. You know, it was, that was not a factor. Uh, so you, you, you have to make decisions based on not only the best information available, but what your priorities are. Our priority is, is always going to be the health, safety, well-being of, of our, our, not only our student athletes, but everybody involved with us, everybody involved with, with our events, with our staff. And then, of course, you know, decisions have, had to be made relative to our, our staff. Initially, um, you know, I kept the, the office open to the extent that I said people, I told people that they could, they could absolutely work from home, and many did. Um, and we have a spacious office where we can keep social distancing and all of that. But uh, then I, you know, uh, I realized that there might be some people who still felt that they they needed to come in, and so I, I encouraged them, you know, and um, you know, strongly encouraged them to stay home. And then I just decided I'm going to, you know, by Tuesday I, I just basically closed the office and said only come in if you absolutely need to get something and and if the governor of course shuts the state down which you know the governor of Rhode Island has not done that yet I don't believe that the governor I could be wrong you know the governor I don't believe you know there's directives all the time but I don't believe the governor has actually said you can't go into your office but everybody has been strongly encouraged to stay home but we have effectively closed our office and everybody is working remotely uh, so that was another decision that you, you just you just take the best information available and and based on what the CDC and what you know uh, the president's uh, advisors and the president are saying you know you want to do the 15 day you know stay at home uh, only go out when you have to all that and and that applies to to our staff too and a knock on wood we've been lucky we haven't had any any cases or symptoms you never know uh, so we'll we'll play it by ear but. You know, I don't know. You know, you learn, I guess, what maybe you learned before that there are going to be tough situations that you're going to have to make decisions and you're going to have to rely on, you know, the best information. And you, you talk to your people, you get, you get opinions. 
and, and ultimately, you know, as they say, the buck stops. But again, I've got a great board, uh, and the board was totally aligned with me when it came to our decisions on uh, on the uh, on the tournament, and so were our, our ads. There was no dissent at all. And when it comes to our office, you know, we're given the flexibility to do what we need to do relative to to how we deal with our office and our staff. But obviously, our concern for our employees right now, their health and safety, well-being is paramount. You know, I check in with them. We're having a call with our senior staff tomorrow to just see how everybody's doing, and they'll check with their people. Uh, I sent a note out recently just to make sure everybody's okay and everybody seems to be doing well. Speaking here with the commissioner of the American Athletic Conference, Mike Oresco, here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora inside of the Charney's Menswear and Tuxedo Studios. Uh, Mike, for you, like you said, uh, it was paramount. Safety was number one. And you were staying in touch with, you know, other people around the country that were dealing with conference tournaments. Uh, how much of this was a, you know, a, a, a banded together effect? You know, do you feel that conferences were, was there open dialogue? You know, you as a commissioner, were commissioners talking? Were you you know, speaking to, you know, places like, like the Pac-12 or the Big 12 or the Big 10 or the ACC and whatnot. Uh, how much of that was going on? Was it was it you talking to the NCAA or was there, you know, open dialogue between commissioners when all of this was going on? No, you know, you just don't have time. You're busy, you know, making your own decisions and talking to your own people, and, and so were they. They're talking to their boards. Everybody was really preoccupied with, with their own situation, but we had – uh, contact with the conferences, uh, you know, my staff. We knew what they were thinking and what they were, you know, potentially uh, weighing. Uh, and but ultimately, you you have to make the decision yourself. You know, if everybody had played and we felt that it was wrong to play, we wouldn't have played, and we weren't going to play. And we made that decision before we knew what everybody else was going to do. So it's 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 good to know what considerations people have, and and that that's all fine. We definitely I, I had been prior to that, you know, uh, over the, the previous week, uh, even two weeks, been in touch with the NCAA. I talked. You know, to Mark Emmert at one point, we were getting guidance from the CDC. We made sure that we were in touch with all the local health authorities and where all of our spring events were in case they were to take place, uh, where our basketball tournaments were going to be, uh, with Rhode Island, where our offices, we, we knew exactly who we needed to talk to if, if issues came up. Uh, we were following the, the CDC guidance. We were, you know, checking on other things. So we were, you know, we 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 felt we had you know the best information available, and you know while it's it's fine to to know what other conferences are thinking about or doing, this was not necessarily a concerted effort. Now, you know, I suppose that ultimately, uh, you know, we we talked about some of the communication you know issues and and maybe you know overall the college community we, we may may have been able to you know communicate you know a little better in the end i don't, I don't want to point fingers or, or criticize anyone but i think now you know the uh, the conference commissioners are, are uh, having regular calls uh, with the ncaa with with ourselves uh we're then be able to give information to our boards our our uh, presidents and our ad's about what some of the issues are uh they're going to be uh 
you know, a number of issues relative to eligibility for, you know, next year's spring sports, whether, you know, the winter sports, uh, whether seniors have another year of eligibility for winter sports that, you know, right now it doesn't seem likely. But the point is there are a whole bunch of other issues now that we're, we're in touch with. And it wasn't that we weren't in touch, by the way. I, I don't want to suggest that prior to, to what happened a couple of weeks ago, we weren't in touch. We absolutely were trading information with other conferences, other commissioners. We were getting their best practices. We were telling them what we were doing. We sent, you know, notices to our ADs and presidents about what we were doing, uh, what we felt, and, and we, we solicited, you know, any suggestions, any any uh, advice. So we absolutely, it's just when the, the crunch time came for the decisions, you know, you're, you're you know, you're, you're talking to your own people, and, and it's, 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 you know, we were up against a strict timeline in uh, in Fort Worth, Dan. We we had USF and UCF were about to play our first game and they were getting ready to go on the court. So we had to make a decision, uh, a very timely decision. And we, we did, we made it, you know, half hour or so before they were, they were going to take the court. So there wasn't a lot of time at that point to start, you know, uh, calling around, but we, we did know prior to that, what various uh, conferences were, you know, what precautions they were taking, what precautions we were taking, but things moved quickly. And once the NCAA, decided no fans we felt that was the right decision and then we ourselves decided not to, to play our event uh and then the ncaa followed afterwards i think once all the conferences decided to cancel our events there wasn't you know there wasn't much doubt that the ncaa would do the same now they also canceled all the spring events and initially there was a question about well what about baseball you know why are we canceling that now because who knows things might ease up by then and uh you know you could potentially play the, the later spring sports as it turned out of course with the situation getting progressively worse and schools closing going online nobody around uh, practices being uh terminated uh, there was no point to to even think about you know resuming spring sports so we as a conference then had a decision to make last week as well and that was should we just cancel our spring sports we had suspended them the day the same day we decided not to play our men's tournament we met in the afternoon with our ads in in fort worth they were there and uh as i mentioned and we decided to suspend our spring sports and suspend practices but we we didn't actually cancel them until a few days later we decided that at that point it just didn't make any sense to to not cancel them and so we've now ceased practicing we don't know when practicing can resume uh we have to plan now dan for worst case we we hope obviously hope and pray that you know, we can play football, but that would mean that the crisis has, has essentially passed, and that's obviously the most important thing. I don't want to sound trite, but the most important thing is everyone's health and safety. I mean, we've got a very serious situation. Our hands are all know that. We hope that that we can do our share to, to help that situation, our small part to play in this. But if, if in fact, you know, you can't play football, what are the ramifications? What you know, what what happens with the, the early start of the basketball season, fall Olympic sports? Some of those start in August. You know. We're planning now for, for worst case, hoping that obviously it isn't, it isn't worst case. We don't know at this point what the practice protocols are going to be. The NCA is working closely with us though on all those things to determine not only eligibility, but scholarships, uh, you know, practice protocols, all sorts of things that, that would come into play if things can, can eventually resume, uh, which we obviously hope they can. So that, that's where we are. And there's a lot of communication, uh, 
but you know, again, the communication is we're trying to make it regular now. But there are times when all of a sudden you you hit a crisis point and you really you get the best information. You have to make your own decisions. And you know, and like you said, you know, having to go through this and having to figure this out and 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 make these decisions as they come about. How quickly it changed. And and uh, speaking here with the commissioner of the American Athletic Conference, Mike Oresco, on wake up call with Dan Tortora, Mike uh, to. To kind of go a little bit deeper into that, uh, I know that during conference tournament time, I'm obviously on the road, and before things had gotten started, I remember on a, uh, it was a couple Mondays ago, I was doing a live event with a high school team in Syracuse, New York, and that night I was sent a message of, hey, there's you know there's been a case that's been found, okay, there's a few more cases into where I was traveling into, and then I said, okay, well, you know, I find that interesting that I'm trying to make a decision of, you know, do I go and travel for the conference tournaments or not? And, you know, here's these cases that have come in. And then before I went to bed, the on the ticker popped up, MLB, NHL, MLS, NBA are all restricting access for the media. And I said, well, if that's going to happen, the conference tournaments will probably do that. Woke up the next morning, conference tournaments, you have to stand a certain distance, the locker rooms are going to be closed. So that affects, obviously, you know, my job and some things that I want to do. Then you find out, okay, well, these games aren't, aren't going to be played in front of fans. Uh, the NBA decides that, and I you know, think that the conferences will follow suit. They follow suit. I wake up Thursday morning, and like you said, the ACC was going back and forth, and they originally said at like 10 a.m. we're going to keep playing, and then by noon they said it's all canceled. The sports world, at least from my point of view, from that Monday to that Thursday in four days time not even a full four days time we went from are we overreacting to oh wow the pros are doing that to college will probably do it as a domino effect to colleges are doing whatever pro teams are doing to here's thursday morning and nobody's playing anything anymore how did it hit you as quickly as as i felt it did it hit you a little bit quicker how did you get a sense for you know that experience of are we overreacting to, oh, my God, everything's closed down? I guess we're not. Well, I think initially uh, we didn't want to overreact, clearly, at the beginning of the week. And remember, we ran our women's tournament with, with no incident. And thank goodness, knock on wood, there hadn't been any since then that we know of. Uh, and so we were prepared to, to go to Fort Worth and, and play our tournament. But we, we were already putting all sorts of precautions into place. They were going to, for example, they, they weren't going to be opening bottle caps. So, you know, germs couldn't spread and they, they were, you know, with the concession stands, you know, we had the protocol in place already for the locker room. But, you know, with all this, Dan, it does occur to you at the time that if, you, if all this is happening, it's the situation is likely to get worse and escalate. And that at some point you're going to say to yourself, wait a minute, if we're taking all these precautions, then aren't we still perhaps putting people at risk unnecessarily? And, and, and you sort of knew that, that shoes would begin to drop. And to make a long story short, yes, it all happened extremely quickly. There wasn't a lot of time to react, but, you know, with the CDC guidance continuing to be, you know, very, you know, I, I don't want to use the term pessimistic, but I mean, being the situation is going to get worse. Uh, there, there are going to be more cases. At the time, I'm not sure that the asymptomatic cases were even 
discussed because they, they may, you know, that, that information has been coming out recently that people have had asymptomatic cases, but, you know, in terms of symptoms and all of that, that was all discussed and you never know when somebody, you know, there's an incubation period. So you might not know somebody has it and therefore you're, you're putting, you know, potentially people at risk. All that was there. And so you, you just knew that shoes were going to drop and you're going to have to be prepared to make decisions. Again, I think I guess it was what Wednesday night the NCAA decided to uh, you know to uh, not have fans. Now again, good good communication can always be better. I mean, it's always hindsight's perfect. But we reacted and we decided, yeah, that's the right move. Uh, and when the player tested positive, you know, I think it, it was it was essentially. Yeah, what term you want to use, whether it's a wake-up call or whether it concentrates your mind, you realize that, wait a minute, you know, it's this is going to be potentially, you know, risky for players, coaches, you know, fans. It's one thing to suspend handshakes. It's one that we did that too. You know, we did a whole range of things, Dan, you may recall. Uh, we suspended the handshake line. But you realize at that point that you're – if you play these games, you're not really going to be able to protect people. And this was an increasingly serious situation. So in, in many ways, you know, the handwriting was on the wall, but the decisions had to be made quickly, you know, had, had to be made quickly. And they were, uh, and, and I think in the end, I'm, you know, I'm very confident we, we, we absolutely made the right decision. The sports world made the right decisions. Uh, I just saw that the Olympics are being postponed. You knew that would happen. You knew that they couldn't be played this year. So, it's better sometimes when you just know something is going to, you know, be necessary to just do it and, 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 you know, make the decision. And that's what's, uh, you know, that's what's been happening. And again, we, now they're going to be, as you know, some very tough decisions because we don't know what the guidance on the government is going to be from, from the CDC, from the, the staff that the, the president has, uh, put together, you know, you've got Dr. Fauci, who's, you know, foremost expert, Dr. Burks, others, you get some outstanding people and you don't know what the guidance is going to be and, and you don't know how much is going to be left to our discretion. So we're prepared to make a lot of other decisions. And we've talked to our ADs. We have a regular call now with our ADs to, to make sure we're considering everything that we need to consider. Health and safety is always first, but we're going to have decisions to make down the road as you know, as things, you know, get a little closer, I wouldn't even say normal. Who knows when they're going to get back to what we consider normal. But as, as you know, as the country maybe goes away from, you know, uh, a so-called lockdown, there'll they'll be decisions we're going to have to make in terms of, uh, you know, in our student athletes, you know, you know, they're, they've now had to suspend their training. You know, they've not been in the weight rooms, have not done certain things. Uh, our ADs are going to be, you know, have to decide just what the various protocols are going to be with NCAA guidance, you know, without question. Our, our concern right now is health and safety of our student-athletes. It's not really, you know, competitive equity, but obviously you want everybody basically on the same page and doing the same thing. So we'll see where it all goes. Did you think at all, or was there ever a conversation of, <clears throat> I know it came out that allegedly the NCAA was looking at, you know, a 16-team tournament, which I don't know what that, you know, would have done as far as keeping people safe because I think, you know, any amount of people in any area, you know, because this is a, a silent virus where you don't know it. Like you said, people are asymptomatic. Uh, is there Was there anything in place to try and postpone this before canceling it? And 
even though you know we're 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 going to be out of season, would there be any hope for you as a commissioner that we could come together and find a way to, I don't know, have basketball in the fall or basketball in late summer, to to try and right the path of of some of these athletes, and obviously, like you said, the spring sports are down. But is there anything set in place? Uh, first and foremost, uh, for the tournament that maybe they were going to try to let it happen or, or could figure it out. And then secondly, you know, how did, how did division one athletes who are finishing their eligibility, how do we, how do we give them back time? Can we give them back time? How does that work? Well, Dan, you know, first of all, the, in terms of the, the tournament, you really couldn't postpone it, practically speaking, just too much in the way of logistics. You know, you have all those sites, you have all the charters. You have all the hotel rooms uh, to to postpone it. Let's let's assume we could have played. Let's assume the coronavirus had not become as as prevalent and as serious as it's become. Uh, you you could not really postpone it. I just think that was not feasible. Second, the sixteen team concept. We didn't hear about that until later. That was something that the committee was kind of. You know, I, I don't think that would have been well received. I just don't. I don't think that would have been. Uh, acceptable to anyone. Uh, I know they were making a good faith effort to try to do something relative to the tournament, but uh, that, that just wasn't going to work. Um, and and so consequently, as far as putting it off till you know summer, fall, again, with the way all your schedules work, with the way the schools are now functioning, and there's so many things more important right now than sports. You know, the schools are, are out. You know, all the um, studying now is being done online. People aren't there. Uh, the schools have larger issues to grapple with. I, I don't think it would be practical or feasible to have to have done that. Uh, I think it's it is sad. It, you know, it's very sad that uh, you know the tragedy is people dying from this disease and people, you know, being affected. Their health being affected. Uh, but it is sad for athletes to miss the tournament. That's you know once for some of them a once in a lifetime opportunity, and it is very sad. But it's just one of those unfortunate things that, that sometimes happens in life. I mean, look at the 1980 Olympics. You know, the Olympians missing that in the you know the United States team. So these things happen. Uh, spring sports, since they weren't played at all, uh, the NCAA is going to to grant. You know, we, we think ultimately a year of eligibility for those who couldn't participate in those. And then you have to decide whether it's just for seniors or whether it's for everyone. Um, you know, I think our conference would probably argue that it should be for everyone. You know, even a sophomore or junior should have that extra year eventually because they, they weren't able to play. But in terms of basketball, I don't know where, where it's going to come out, but there doesn't seem to be a lot of support for an extra year there because the season essentially had been played. You know, it's just the tournament and the uh, the conference tournament. Some conference tournaments were played. Most most of the major conferences weren't uh, played. But the feeling is that the, 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 essentially almost a full season was played. So I'm not sure that that there'll be an extra year of eligibility there. But it is very sad that that that, that happened. But there really wasn't much you can do about it. Uh, again, it was always safety first with the best information available. The NCA put together a, a group of experts as they're and you know, they were taking CDC guidance as well and they were in touch with some of the top people um, in the country and made the best decisions that they could make. That coming from the commissioner of the American Athletic Conference, Mike Oresco. Mike, uh, in closing here, I know you spent a lot of time with us today and I Appreciate it as always uh, tremendously. What have you learned about your own life? You know, gaining some perspective. I think it's important to stay positive and find the good. 
So, you know, being self-reflective, what has this pandemic taught you about the world? What has it taught you about yourself and, and maybe how it's made you a better person? Well, you know, again, I, I think it, it clearly shows that, you know, we, we do occasionally face, you know, health challenges. There'll be other kinds of challenges as well, but health challenges that we probably didn't think we would face. Now, we had SARS, you may recall, roughly 20 years ago. It, it wasn't like this because it wasn't as contagious. It didn't spread as much. It never got to that point, but it was considered very serious at the time. But, you know, a pandemic is always possible. We haven't had anything major We've had, I guess, I don't know whether they'd be classified as pandemics. We've had some things over the years, but obviously since the influenza, you know, epidemic in 1918, you know, we haven't had anything like this. This is something we've never experienced in our lifetime. Never had the country essentially, you know, have to shut down. And in tragedies before, people have come together and now they have to stay apart. So it's very unusual. I think what you find is everyone has the resources within themselves to do what they need to do. And, and people, you know, people try to do the right thing. You know, yes, we've had some situations where the beaches were needed to be cleared out and some people weren't necessarily acting responsibly. But for the most part, people are really trying to do the right thing. And I think you, you appreciate that. And we all, I think, understand that we have certain responsibilities. Uh, in terms of uh, preparedness, you know, you, you, I think we all know now that we've got to be probably more prepared for something like this, even though you know, even then, you, you have to kind of, you have to, you know, show, I guess what I'm trying to say, Dan, is, again, without trying to uh, pontificate, uh, you know, or editorialize too much, you know, you you have to be understanding because, you know, sometimes you, you can prepare for something, but, you know, again, when are you overreacting, when are you not overreacting? Uh, the issue for us, of course, many Americans found out that, what 80 or 90 percent of our drugs were made in china well that's obviously not a good idea and people didn't know that so there are things we all learned that are going to to have to change and there are other things we learned you know about you know decision making levels of communication next time around that we can you know we can improve on you know as a as you know an organization we're you know sports is is you know, obviously a central part of, of American life, but in the larger scheme of things, it's, you know, it, it's not obviously anywhere near, uh, you know, you know, the important, the importance of it is, is very relative and, and sports needed to close down. Uh, and while it, sports provides a lot of great, you know, comfort, you know, it did after 9-11 to, to the, to the country. Uh, in this particular case, sports had to set an example because sports is so prominent. It's in the public eye. Sports needed to show the country that it could do the right thing. And that was pretty much everyone, you know, pro sports, college sports, every kind of sport known that we know of pretty much either postponed or canceled or did what, whatever they needed to do to further the effort to, to stem this virus and ultimately to, to defeat it. So I think you learn that people are, you know, are, ready and, and able to do the right thing and you also learn that you as i said earlier you know you have to make decisions and you do it with the best information available and there's been in this particular case you know again there's a paucity of, of certain kinds of information because it's a it's they call it a novel you know coronavirus because it is new and people don't know a lot about it so 
you know, there, there have been mixed messages at times because nobody was totally sure. And sometimes something you think is, is accurate in terms of quarantine maybe isn't, or you think this is accurate and it isn't. So there have been a lot of, you just have to follow it closely and, and, and ultimately synthesize the information and come to the, the best conclusions you can. And again, as I said, we have a lot of decisions to make going forward because, you know, obviously this is, is far from over and we just don't know how it's going to go. And we also know that eventually life will get back to normal. The other thing, you know, I can say, I think, you know, and you said it earlier in your show, Dan, confidence, uh, we'll, we'll get through this. We know we will. And, and the country has always reacted, you know, properly. And this is a great country and people are, we'll get through it. It's just a question of, of when uh, try to minimize the, the damage to, to the country because you hate to see people lose their jobs, possibly lose their health insurance, you know, um, you know, there are other, other ancillary and, and uh, unintended consequences of things like this, and, and we're going to have to examine all of those and try to deal with them. And we as, as a conference can do our small part, and so can the NCAA, so can the college community uh, and the larger sports community, and we will. So in the end, I, I appreciate the, the chance to talk to you about it. Uh, you know, again, uh, I'm not here. I'm, I'm not a medical, you know, person, and I'm not offering advice. All I'm doing is, is, is trying to outline what we've, we've tried to do, what our concerns have been, what our priorities have been, and really it's only been one, and that is, you know, the health and safety. Uh, we obviously have other things we're doing. I don't think I've been busier even uh, when I was in the office than I have been lately because we have so many things to deal with in the wake of this, um, and we're going to have to deal with those things, and we will. But right now the question is just leveling this, this curve so that, you know, the hospitals aren't overrun and, and uh, you know, also realizing that, uh, and I think younger people have realized this, that, you know, even if they will not have necessarily – you know, serious symptoms from this, you know, if, if it spreads, then older people will, and and that would be tragic. So we're all doing what we can, and uh, we appreciate what you're doing, and we appreciate the, uh, you know, obviously the uh, concern you have, and uh, thanks again for having me. Absolutely. That coming from the commissioner, Mike Oresco, of the American Athletic Conference. Mike, as always, above all things, uh, please take care of yourself, take care of your family, and stay safe, and I look forward to talking with you soon. Hopefully, getting to see you soon, and I hope that uh, I hope that all goes well for you and things get better. But I, I do send my best to you and yours. Same here, Dan. Uh, uh, you know, again, uh, Dan, you're, you and your family stay safe and healthy. The same with the community, and uh, you know, we wish everyone well. Thank you again for having me. All right, I'll talk with you soon. Take care. Absolutely.